Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Previously on Jukebox Zettos. Scott Curlin from Writer's Bagel Basket is back. Hey Yay! So anyway, what do you say we dig into Angelic to the Core? No. The, this record is god-awful. Fuck. Do you, do you have a favorite track, Scott? No! No, I don't! It's finally over. We can finally put this mess behind us and... That's right, there's still a whole nother disc, and it's waiting in your disc sleeve. So go pick up that disc and play disc two now. What? Oh my god. What the fuck? No! And now the dramatic conclusion. Hello. My name is Charles. Zeros, I'm Lee. Um, uh, I'm Patrick. Scott's Scott's here too from the last time. Huh? What? So just wake what? wake up. We're still. Welcome to the bagel we're basket, st- everyone. No, 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 no Scott. That's <laughs> nope. You're in, you're in the smell cave. Remember? What? Where? Where am Take I? Take a whiff. Uh, we we all just kind of blacked out for a second because uh, we're we're still trapped in Corey Feldman's world. That was real. That was that was that <laughs> yeah, was very can you believe real. it? Scott, can you believe Scott, it? Scott, do you want me to prove it was real? Do you want me to prove it was real? It was real. I don't want to hear I know. Scott, Scott, look at me. Look at me. Ow. See? See how real it was when I hit my wrist like that? Alright, now let me <laughs> pinch you. <laughs> no, that, Pat, Pat. Why are all of our pants off? <laughs> I'm ready to pinch everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat, that no. No, we, okay. no. Now's Sorry. not the time for now's the t- now's not the time for Professor Pinchington. I am Professor Pinchington. I am no, here Pat, to Pat, pinch. Pat, come Pat. on, my little ones. <laughs> I I appreciate the effort to try to bring up the mirth, but it's it's no use, man. Uh, We're still right. stuck here listening to Corey Feldman. Is he back on tour in uh, Romania? <laughs> <laughs> the oh, sec- yeah. with all the Draculas. <laughs> all the Draculas. Yeah, a lot of time has passed. We've been here for several weeks since the recording. I haven't seen I haven't seen my loved ones in a long while. Not not because we're trapped here. We're just we're just depressed, man. I don't yeah, want I mean, my wife I've, to see me like this. <laughs> I'm physically there, but I don't I, mean, I don't know how I can face society having you know knowing that I've listened to Corey Feldman. The physically, fir- I'm still here, but like spiritually, I am. I'm just, I am long gone. The first half of Corey Feldman. There's a second half. 
I the, can't believe you put us through this. This is cruel. The first disc we listened to, I mean, you know, two disc. I don't know if it was ever actually released. Yeah, it was released on physical disc. The first disc, the EDM section entitled uh, Angelic to the Core, Angelic Funkadelic. Oh, okay. But now what? But now we're listening to the second half, Angelic to the Core, Angelic Rockadelic. What? I already hate it. I Thanks. Hate I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that is literally the, the motto for this album. Thanks. I hate this. Everything about this is terrible. I feel like we're committing some terrible grave sin against, you know, humanity, against taste, against just general decency. This is, like, this is just, like, exceptionally bad. This, I can't stress that enough, how terrible it's been so far. And you guys know. Like this is different. This is a this is a beast of its own making. Exactly. I mean, you know what? We need to we need to try to keep our wits about us. We need to try to stay a little bit optimistic. I mean, that whole first disc was all EDM, pop, hip hop sort of stuff, which clearly Corey Feldman has no knack for whatsoever. Yeah. But this next one is all rock music, which I guess was the kind of music he was doing as a solo artist until this one. And, you know, this this was 10 years in the making, right. so hopefully he's learned something about that kind of stuff. So who knows? Maybe it won't be absolutely terrible. I mean, I'm just grasping at straws here, right. but I'm just doing all Well, that that's I- just the logical conclusion is that, okay, he's, he clearly is not very good at dance music, but maybe he has some acumen for some rock. Right. I'm he's just, got the voice for it. I'm just doing all that I can not to just completely lose my mind right now. Well, let's see. I'm, this cue, is all- cue Ron Howard. But they did. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I have to cling to, so let's go into it. Maybe this won't be too bad. Here's the first track off of... <clears throat> Angelic to the core, rockadelic. Track track one, titled Seamless. No. Nope. It's still really bad. Wow. Now here's the story of three podcasters trying to get through a bad Corey Feldman album. They are Arrested Development. <laughs> Nothing has improved in the transition from disc one to disc two. The mixing still sounds aberrant. The vocals are still terribly, terribly washed out. Corey still hasn't learned how to stay on beat, and for some reason, the uncoordinated brass section from test one didn't get the hint that it's time to go home. But Lee, with a title like Seamless, it should be a seamless transition. It's... it's it not. It was not. Uh, so our good friend, uh, William Frederick Durst, appeared on this record, did he not? William Frederick Durst? Where have I heard that name before? Yeah. That name sounds so so incredibly oh, familiar. Oh, oh my! Oh wow! My head just like really started. Yeah, to, I just got I'm this weird pain too. I can't. Oh my god! William Frederick. What Durst, is going where, on? Where what do are I know you that doing? name? Where do I know that name from? Where? Maybe, oh, what is happening? Maybe this clip will shine some light on our interminable pain. Check one, yo. Gonna turn it up. Gonna break it down. Gonna twist it up. Gonna move it around. She got the sex. We know what's next. 
gonna wake up late and make another round. Yeah. Let it thump and watch you ride. That's no. BFF. No. no, 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 no. Kill it. Kill oh, it, kill I'm, it, I'm having it. flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks. Uh, I'm having flashbacks. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's the, the third episode all over. It's the third episode all over again. Wait, guys, oh is my this Fred it's Durst? Results, it's results my fairy. It's results my fairy all over again. Oh, oh god. my god. Oh, oh no. We're, oh, we're this ruined. is bad. This is bad. We can't turn back though. Oh, no. I oh, I don't feel so good, Patrick. Oh. Oh. Is, okay, it's this, like this is the first time I've thrown up on this podcast. It's like my insides are tearing me apart. <laughs> oh my god. It's not good. Uh, you you seem oddly calm, calm, Scott. Wait, is this Fred Durst? <laughs> I love Fred Durst. And by love, I mean hate. God. I hate this album. I hate you guys. Oh, ow, 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 ow. Scott, stop, stop clapping your hands together. It's so loud. <laughs> Oh my All God. I did was make you guys watch Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> that wasn't as bad as this. Of all the insane decisions prevalent throughout this album, this is the only one that tracks and makes absolute total sense. Of course Fred Durst wants to roll with Corey Feldman. It fits perfectly. Yeah, the douchebag Olympics. Both are clear, outdated antiquities of their era that time has shown that they refuse to evolve or become enlightened with the time. So the coming together of them is beyond apropos. I mean, Fred Durst honestly sounds like the only one excited to be there. He sure At does. one point, he literally just goes, Yo, Corey! Oh, my my brother! Hey, Fred Durst, we're Eskimo brothers. Hey, Corey, can I stay on your couch? Oh, I was, I was about to ask if I could stay on your couch. Oh, man, you totally get me. Hey, you want to go have this on the couch? Yeah, where where do we get a couch? Yeah! <laughs> Hello, welcome to Rotmanth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy. Also with lines like, We be like Miley Cyrus twerking. You can't help but watch it. Durst no! Is, Durst is kind of right on the money, but not in the way that but he also, wants to be. But also, the whole Miley Cyrus twerking thing was 2012. It's, yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. You're a little bit late. It's four years too late. And you are like 50, sir. <laughs> Yo, guys, remember 1999? No, you can't stay on my couch. Oh man! I didn't even say anything about the couch, I but I'm see it still in your eyes. very, I'm still very sad. Hey, remember when me and Corey Hayman? No. <laughs> God, that's the only story you have. So we were making license to drive. And- uh, mercifully, this is the only guest appearance on the disc, so Feldman can't drag anyone else down to the murky depths with him this time. So I'll just end my thoughts by saying it's ironic that this song is titled Seamless when none of the various interconnected parts flow with each other at all. You see, what I was doing was a seamless transition. Fuck you. Pat, does it? Do you think that means this is the closest Corey gets to making prog rock? I think so, yeah. He was, he was definitely all over, over the place. This was uh, probably the closest that he was going to get to Calling All Stations by our uh, good friends in Genesis. It would be Calling All Stations. <laughs> And you know what? Ray Wilson probably would guest on this album, too. Oh, man. That'd be man, great. look at this, look at this. I don't understand what that means. You see, Corey, I love the Guinness because, you know, you guys don't really eat anything in it. So the Lost Boys. <laughs> this is a bit too spicy. Did they ever find their way home? I remember... That's what the movie's about, right? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles not really for me because... All that pizza. All that pizza is too oh. much acid. Oh, hey, Ray. Good to see you. <laughs> Three Ray Wilson. Whoa, how long have you been here? <laughs> Ray Wilson? Hey, 
I'm making some burnt toast. Who are you? Great. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Clearly, the only way we'll make it through this round is by falling back into our prior coping mechanism with YouTube comments. Here's one from Nate Kushner, who says, I like hip-hop rapping, so I like this because it features a hip-hop man doing hip-hop rapping. <laughs> I love that. All right, I'm late for my shift at KFC. <laughs> that was a great track you laid down, friends. Too bad you got to leave early. Yeah. I got to go manage a McDonald's. Oh, you think they'd let him manage a McDonald's? Fuck that. Maybe you can get him to manage the McDonald's that you're opening in the jungle. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, he can run uh, He can run with Oliver. Listen to Old Men in Yellow Cloud for more. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only way we're going to make it through this. Got to keep our wits about us. So let's move on to track number two, titled, yes. Wanna Break Free. Wanna break free, I wanna break free, wanna break free, wanna break, wanna break free, wanna break free, wanna break free. Hey Scott. Mm-hmm. You remember the David Bowie episode when we said how much we hated hearing David Bowie try to give his take on reggae music? Yep. Don't those sound so much better by comparison now? They sure do. So a recurring motif throughout the YouTube comments and listening to these tracks is that as instrumentals, these songs actually sound pretty decent. And there are some aesthetic choices for some of these songs that are either cloyingly generic pop or just plain awful. But at points, I kind of sort of half agree with the YouTube populace's assessment of that. I mean... In this song, there's even this weird Mr. Bungle-style breakdown that that hits. Oh, like, yeah, when the, like, crunch guitars yeah. come in. Yeah, like, that, if, that... Feld if Feldman actually legit wrote that entirely on his own with no outside assistants or songwriters, it would be pretty impressive. Yeah, that's quite a leap to make from, and then, from like, uh, this sort of yacht rock feel into, like, new metal. This isn't rock. This isn't rockadelic. This is bullshit. He's an asshole. We're listening to an asshole. We're literally listening to a sphincter sing a song. <laughs> Just like yeah. pouring out hot gas. Of course, Feldman has to bugger the whole thing up by just meat-headedly chanting, I want to break free, over and over again. Yeah, it, it, is, it is crass. It is, is garbage. Is there a music video for this, too? Is there a music video of him copying Freddie Mercury and the, the pink... Little uh, oh, cardigan. No, thank you. No, thank you. Corey wants to break free. Corey wants to break free. Like so, like so many others on this album, this one follows that distinct pattern of like you know songs where Corey gets back at his critics who don't understand him. Once again, hearkening back to '90s era Michael Jackson that he loves so much. To which I say, Corey, you need the media to be paying attention to you in the first place in order to take revenge against them. Very true. Do you think he'll? Do you think he'll listen to that? I don't think he will. Is he even going to listen to this podcast? I'm not sure if he even has a computer. <laughs> I bet he does. He just searches for his name. <laughs> he has a Coleco. It just makes me think of this guy I used to work with who would say, "Yeah, I, I don't do the computer." I don't do the computer. The guy used really? to work with at Whole Foods, and uh, we we would take a. Uh, we would do like a fucking uh, survey every year, like an employee survey, whatever bullshit. What exactly and, does he do then, if not the computer? I don't do the computer. Like, <laughs> not a hell of a lot the else. Fucking analog typewriter. Is 
I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> he was a special, special man. How old was he? Uh, he was like 40 in his mid 40s. S- nope. <laughs> like, like if he was 60 here. He had a ponytail. Or... Is it starting to make a little more sense now? He, he went to a lot of Grateful Dead shows uh, and experienced and... them. And if you ever want to jam, I was also the bassist in The Pretenders. <laughs> boodly, boodly, boom. <laughs> yeah, it was a good riff. Corey. Overall, bad track with one breakdown that's legit interesting until Corey reopens his mouth. Just, just bad. Bad song. Bad, bad times. Here's YouTube comment time. This one from Steamy.Eroge, who... <laughs> okay. That's his name. Who... Or she... I don't know. You Who, live your you live your man, the landscape you, got some sick eroge, man. You, you do you, Steamy or Steamy dot eroge. Who really sums it up perfectly and succinctly with with one word comment. Sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is definitely one of the many emotions that you can uh absorb from this from this experience. I know we feel sad. I'm, I'm, you know what I am? I'm ready to uh, see what this album has to offer next. Maybe it's a good song. Is Maybe. it going to be? Nope. Uh, let's find out. Here's, you uh, seem pretty confident, Scott. I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at pattern recognition, then. Oh, yeah. Here's track number three, titled Negativity. I would love just for him to be in like the booth and and you hear him go, "Hey, look, Keith Sutherland's here. Come here, you son of a bitch! Stop it! Stop it! Ah, no, Kiefer, stop hitting me! Hey, can I stay on your couch?" <laughs> I don't like. I don't really have much to say about this song other than that it is really just like another exercise in what not to do in a song. It's just everything about it is so like just delusional and not aware of itself but and just shitty and just poorly executed step one don't be a former child star step two don't come out with a shitty (laughs) album are we absolutely sure that fred durst went home he seems to still be getting his new metal stink oh yeah the ghosts of of slightly different he's getting his new metal stink all over feldman's slightly different stink Does, does he not have does he have a producing credit on this does fred durst i don't know Probably I don't think I don't think so. I think he was influence. I think he was just the guest vocal. I don't also, know. also I don't know at what point Corey discovered the orchestral setting on his discount Yamaha keyboard, uh, but boy, he loves to use it in this song uh, to a pretty annoying amount. Like the vocals were already drowning in the mix, and like every time the orchestral synths pop in, they just manage to suffocate everything when they pop up. Do you think like Corey got a real producer, and after day one, the guy's like, "I'm out." Like a dealer doing blackjack when he's at the end of his shift, he just goes... He's like, well, that's it for me. Fuck off. Going home now. Fucking going home. Fuck off. Got like Adam Casper to come in and then (laughs) Alan Mulder. Adam Casper. Alan Mulder and like... You you know, this is the Rockadelic album. He needs to get the greats in. Butch Vig, you know. You don't think he could afford Ross Robinson? (laughs) I got got, a real producer. I got Liz Fair. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Why can't Corey dream about Corey? (laughs) 
And I thought you were going to say, why can't Corey read <laughs> for a second? Remember, that's a good tie into our keep, uh, why can't Tori read episode. We, guys, we actually liked why can't Tori read. Let's keep this as far away from that as that's possible. That's absolutely right. Remember when you, you were promoting it on uh, the Bagel Basket? And I was like, yeah, what, what's the album? Why can't Tori spell? <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Uh, you got me good. How come we didn't, we didn't even think of that on the program? We were so young. But guys... Corey's not afraid of you, you know? He's tough. He's mild. He's so mild. <laughs> oh, yes, you are, Corey. Oh, he's so cute when he's oh, angry. such a mild little boy. Oh, Corey. Oh, I'm going to stab my little feet. You little grumpy boy. You little grumpy boy. Oh, Corey, with your you, little plastic skin and all of you, your Botox. Have you, have you guys ever seen those angry Jeeps on the highway? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, they're just Jeeps, but there's like some kind of special attachment you can get to them, like on the front that doesn't seem to do anything for the hood or like the aerodynamics or anything, but it's there to just make it so that your headlights look like they're angry headlights. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm such a mild Jeep. Oh, I'm a mild little Jeep. How, like, so how fragile does your masculinity have to be in order to like... <laughs> I really need to convey the emotion of anger from my headlights. I need to look angry to distract from the fact that I bought a Jeep. Hey, guys. I'm really upset. Why, Corey? I just watched my wife sleep with another guy. <laughs> Can I stay on his couch? <laughs> I think why, that's a better question why are you for asking, him. Why are you asking me, Corey? I'm scared. He scares me. He's, he's really big and handsome. When he drove up, he was listening to Sublime, so now I'm scared. <laughs> I'm I'm really scared because this would be my third divorce and I really can't afford the alimony anymore. He seems like a really cool dude. <laughs> I don't want him to think I'm scared or anything, even though I am scared. He said I could call him Uncle Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's real handsome. <laughs> so here's our YouTube comment from this one. Uh, Rain Shadow Band says, Imagine if humanity disappears and a thousand years in the future, all recorded music is lost except for this song. This would be in an alien museum somewhere to describe humanity's creativity. I'm depressed. That is really depressing. You see, the Earthling is listening to this music. It's wait, called wait. Douche Rock. Are the aliens uh, old hormone monsters? No, I was trying to do like... You I got it, buddy! <laughs> you got it, Curry! You're the man, dog! You're the man, Curry! We got to put poop out of your tissue. <laughs> They're funny if, like, okay, it, it's this song, but then, like, something not great, but slightly better, like, I don't know, something Some by, might, the, something by like, the band Spoon. <laughs> wait, wait, that's your go-to? Spoon's actually good. I was going to say something like Train or something. I, I I mean train is it sucks. I mean I don't know. Spoon is fine. Uh, there they're he's not my back favorite in the atmosphere with drops of Corey in his head. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they would just fucking waste our planet if they ever heard anything <laughs> by train. Hey, so Corey, why you Corey Corey? No. It's like, well, that's enough from us, Captain. I agree. Push the button. Beep. <laughs> no more Earth. Earth's gone. And then we get the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Corey, Dr. Corey. Dr. Corey, Dr. Corey. Ooh, Dr. Corey. <laughs> Can I play piano anymore? Can I sleep on your couch? <laughs> of course you can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so there I was on the set of Bordello of Blood. 
<laughs> I eat every bad person I see from uh Dennis Miller to Connie V <laughs> to the St. Louis Spikes. <laughs> Bunch of haters. The St. Louis Spikes. Go Spikes. <laughs> Go! No, it, it was specifically... Oh man, guys, let's take a road trip to St. Louis and cheer go on the Go see the spikes. state college spikes. Oh, I would love to go to St. Louis. It's a fun city. Give us an S. Give us a P. Give us a Corey. Oh shit, guys, run! <laughs> Did someone say Corey? I said it. Guys, if you say his name too much, he pops up. He's like Beetlejuice. Everyone's he's just like, starting. He's like Guy Fieri. Every time you mention pastrami, he pops up. Oh my up. god, I am so glad you mentioned Guy Fieri because <laughs> as I was driving here, there was a guy who's crossing the street who looked like if Bruce Springsteen and Guy Fieri had a baby. Flavor Town is coming to town. Screen door slams and Flavor Town's on her way. Like a vision, she's walking across the popcorn shrimp cafe. Guys playing for the Lord. Burn down in Pistrami Town. Corey Days. And we brought it back. Corey Days. There we go. I'll just say one quick thing about Guy Fieri. Every time Drives, Dives, and Dies opens, uh, I like to imagine that that uh, that Corvette he's driving just crashes after it goes off camera. Just like, hey, everybody, you need to drive, 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 so stick around. <laughs> See, that's how I knew this was going to be a good recording session. I was, uh, I was driving here. I was like... The only way I know this is going to be a good recording session is if I see someone who looks like Guy Fieri. Oh, there he is! <laughs> That's a very specific omen. All right. He took the East Street Band down um, in Flavortown. Unfortunately, now we have to go back to the album. Oh, no. Cool. There's more Davis. of this? You, you're yeah, say, I, you're saying much, that there's more. As much as I would love to just spend the whole Corey Feldman episode talking about Guy Fieri. This is like the fucking Spanish Inquisition. This is awful. See, like, Guy Fieri would have, like... Like, B-list actors on. Like, I'd much rather hear his album. No, no, I, I'm wondering if, like, on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, or whatever stupid show he's working on, if he <laughs> ever had Corey Feldman on. Like, this, this is Corey's favorite soup kitchen. Great, great. So, is this, like, Campbell's? Yeah, isn't it great? They got the name brand stuff. Okay. It's actually not name brand. We just slapped that on the front to make him feel better. Come on, it's, Corey, it's government grade. Come on, Corey. Say it's a trip to Flavortown. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Track number four, titled, You Got Me. You got me. That was the most clear he's ever sounded on any of this album. Wow, he listen to that. He rhymed knees with please. I've never heard that. Before <laughs> I feel like this a was a, a plead for him to be on punked. You know what I? Oh, uh, you got me, Ashton. See how surprised <laughs> I am. You know what I just realized? This is basically him ripping off "I Need to Know" by Tom Petty. Oh yeah, totally. You got me. You got me. I need to know. I mean, you got me. This is my song. I wrote it. Running down to Corey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking from Running Down to Dream. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry, Tom. Sa same as before. This song has the makings of a decent track. But Corgan. But I almost said Corgan. But Corey. F Corgan Feldman. Corey Feldman. Uh, 
Oh, what if Billy Corgan was on this album? Uh, <laughs> hey, Corey. I don't like you, Corey. I detest you. Oh, man, don't be like that. Come on, do the song everybody loves. No. Christmas time has Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> took my Corey, we took it down. I remember dreaming of Corey Feldman. That was a bad day. <laughs> Same Today as before. Anyway, if Corey Feldman was... <laughs> If Corey Feldman wasn't gargling and groaning all over it, even that tacked-on brass section kind of sounds like it has something to do. But Corey Feldman just ruining it once again. It's another poorly mixed, poorly executed track. I I hated it. I feel like if they made an Eddie in the Cruisers 3, this is (laughs) the shitty type of music (laughs) that he would have ended up on. This this would have been a direct-to-DVD release? Yep. Normally when I do these albums, I'm looking up articles and researching to better talk about what went down around the album, including looking up the lyrics for songs. It shouldn't surprise you to learn that no website has been actively keeping track of the lyrics to these songs past the first few tracks. Even Genius.com, who's normally like my go-to source for this sort of thing, has pretty much given up on tracking <laughs> them after the first disc ended. And why Why would you? So far, all they're, these tracks... They're much smarter than us, apparently. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kept looking it up, and where it says lyrics, it just says in parentheses, Corey says something stupid. Seriously? <laughs> no. Oh, because I, I was like, I would not but be surprised. I, I had you go in there. Corey says a bunch of fucking pseudo-intellectual nonsense. It's not even pseudo-intellectual. Yeah. Pseudo-intellectual, like lickety-splickety. <laughs> yes. He, he's, he's practically like Orwell, just creating new uh, words. Corey Feldman died for our sins. We salute you, Corey. Here's your YouTube comment from this one from a user called, and this is true, I'm a huge douchebag. <laughs> and his icon is a picture of FCC chairman Ajit Pai. Excellent. He sa- <laughs> anyway, of You Got Me, he asks, what anime is this from? <laughs> top Food ten wars. An- <laughs> top ten anime Food betrayals. <laughs> 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 this yeah, is what which, plays in which, the bebop. Yeah, yeah, which episode of Fist of the North Star is this from? <laughs> well, Corey is a full metal alchemist. <laughs> uh, uh, he should he should go back to alchemy school then. Yeah, there, well, there's he, a, lo- he looks like an alchemist. Guys, is he is he the result of that one episode where that one guy just like combines like his dog with his daughter? Yeah. It doesn't turn into the dog daughter, it turns into Corey Feldman. I, I feel like if you look at Corey Feldman, he looks like a guy who thinks Peter Jackson's making another Lord of the Rings. Like, And he's like, if I dress like an elf, <laughs> I'll be an elf. He'll cast me. Uh, Corey, we have a role for an orc. I'll take it. <laughs> and a couch to sleep on. Orcs are like elves, right? Uh, Except gross. Yeah. But I'm not gross, but everyone else will be in on the joke. Yeah, sure, Corey, you you, you think. Hey, guys, I got some secret jewel shards. <laughs> Score that, that's a joke about anime. They 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 already passed that. They're they're on Lord Sorry, of the Rings now, jokes now. Now I'm just imagining Corey Feldman like just setting up shop after everything's dried up in like Salem or something, selling crystals to people. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, you want to buy some hematite? <laughs> this crystal I had up my ass when I was making the Lost Boys. <laughs> To the tribe. I got some pyrite. It kind of looks like gold, but they call it fool's gold, huh? But I know you're no fool because you're about to buy it, right? No? Okay. Buy my pyrite. Okay. Make sure to check out the ghost tours. I feel like Corey Feldman would end up opening a family restaurant called Feldman's. (laughs) 
Feldman's family feedback. <laughs> Here you go. Here I am. Uncle Cory. Thank you, ma'am. This will be a treat. Uncle Cory, now you eat. There's, there's nothing in the basket. Oh, no. Oh, you want a soda? You're drinking your teeth too cold? <laughs> Uncle Cory, my teeth too yeah, cold. Shut up, you little freak. <laughs> You're a freak. Why did Cory turn into Ren? Cory Haim, you idiot! <laughs> R.I.P. Here's track number five, titled Baby Blue Eyes. Ostensibly, this was supposed to be, like, the lighter waving track, but at the beginning, he just whispers, Daddy's here. I am immediately out. Yeah, that I, I no, tagged right out when I heard that. Same as before. Generic hooks, generic instrumentation, generic lyricism, all made just crap by abysmally substandard vocals from Feldman. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Dear yeah. Corey Feldman, just write songs. Don't sing on them. Give, give this to some fresh-faced, non-threatening, earnest white guy with no personality that you can imprint onto. Didn't he write this song for his wife? Pfft, I don't know. Give it to someone like Gavin DeGraw or Jesse McCartney or Ed Sheeran. I mean, Gavin DeGraw is going to, like, really want to take a track by Corey Feldman? I mean, he's probably not doing much else right now. I don't want to be Corey Feldman. Yeah, I think he's still living off those I don't want to be bucks. He had like two two or three hit songs. He did. He had, he had another one more recently. Oh, Cherry, this Corey Feldman. I'm just saying if he wrote songs instead of just sing, instead of singing and performing on them, then he might actually have something people might want to buy on iTunes instead of whatever the fuck this stuff is. So I mentioned in the first part of this two-parter that Feldman had embarked on a long-winded tour of the U.S. Uh, to promote Angelic to the Core. Out of curiosity, I looked up on setlist.fm to see what his typical setlist was during the tour, referring to one of his last stops at the Whiskey A Go-Go in West Hollywood. Not counting solos taken by his backing band of Angels, there were 18 songs in total, encore included, and of the 18 songs, 8 of them, a good 45% of his set, were covers. And what were these covers? I will list them here for you so you can draw oh, your own conclusions. Here's the songs that were covered at the Whiskey A Go Go show Breed by Nirvana. Okay. Rock On by David Essex. Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. No kidding. Cry Little Sister by Jared McMahon. From of the Lost, course! From the Lost Boys soundtrack. Goonies Are Good Enough by Cyndi Lauper from oh, the Goonies sure. soundtrack. Stand By Me from Stand By Me. I was about to say, Stand oh, By Me by Benny King. Oh, fuck right off, dude. I was joking. Why Don't We Do It In The Road by The Beatles. Okay. And, to and Tutti Frutti by Little Richard. What babaloo about bam I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> I didn't give you permission to do that. You took my song. Why don't we do it in the road? I wish you wouldn't. No. No, stop it. I don't like it one bit. I said one more day. You could stay on my couch one more day and you didn't. <laughs> I said that to be nice and you took advantage of my kindness. Because we were brothers in, <laughs> in Peter Arms. <laughs> I wrote Uncle Albert. I don't need this garbage. And scene. 
Also, according to setlist.fm, he also on occasions did covers of Uninvited by Alanis Morissette, What's Up by Four Non Blondes, and here's here's the here's the worst one, Zombie by the Cranberries. Oh, oh I knew that no. one. I knew that. In your head, zombie, zombie, can I sleep on your couch? Zombie. <laughs> With their tanks and their bombs and their hames. Oh, Corey, I miss you so much. (laughs) That tour has already passed, so there's no indication that Feldman's going to be hitting the road anytime soon, so we'll never know for sure what those shows and covers were like. But we have a man on the inside. Friend of the podcast, Jonathan Sassor, from the In Through the Outdoor episode. He actually went to the Haverhill tour stop at the Whiskey Barrel when it came around. I'm sorry, Jonathan. (laughs) I messaged him a while ago to inquire what the show was like, and here's what he had to tell me. Oh, no. In July of 2017, I went to go see Corey Feldman and the Angels play at the Whiskey Barrel in Haverhill, Massachusetts. It was a sight to behold. In a room packed with a mix of thirsty 40-year-old women and assorted (laughs) nostalgia-hungry others, the store... The show featured many more costume changes than one would expect from a dank bar in northern Massachusetts. (laughs) Feldman emerged on stage in full Michael Jackson regalia for the opening bang, Ascension Millennium. This first part of the set featured featured Feldman belting high-energy dance numbers, which then gave way to the Angels having their own spotlight songs, including a cover of Breed by Nirvana, sung by a bass player who was wearing just enough of a shirt to not be cited for public indecency. I was going to ask that! Then Feldman retook the stage and reflected on his former co-star Corey Haim with a projected video montage while singing future track Remember 222, Corey's song. Then it was back to more dance pop. And after another song or two, I decided I had reached the optimum absurdity and decided to call it a night. Wow. I salute you, John Sassor. That's what our friend John Sassor had to say about that. I then walked into the bathroom and a man was hanging himself. (laughs) Your YouTube comment for this track comes from the user Rogan, who says... Oh, it's Seth Rogan. <laughs> oh, it's Joe Rogan. Shut my weed. <laughs> oh, shit. They stole, all my, they stole all my weed. I can't find my weed. What did Seth Rogan say? <laughs> from user Rogan, who says, You've got to admire his energy. I mean, I have a crumb of talent, and I can't get out of bed most days. Oh, my God, it is Seth Rogan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. I can't get to the whiskey barrel in Haverhill. (laughs) Just all my weed. (laughs) Anyway. Track number six, titled For My Love. But by the way, it's not the word for, it's the number for. Oh. Because that's important. That is really important to know. Thank you, because now I I just want to fucking kill myself. Corey, we wish you no ill will. We wish you get the help you need. Oh, yes. And I hope we all get the help that we desperately need. Oh, yes, we're, we're going to need it. We're victims of CoreyFeldman.org. Here's the track. I get so scared I cannot think To save the words I really mean For my love I write this song to you And my love Nobody makes me feel the way you do Guys, you know, Corey wants it that way. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. The only thing that's been giving this half of the record any sort of defining characteristic is, per usual, Corey Feldman's unsuitable and grating singing voice, how badly it fits into the proceedings. Beyond that, the majority of the tracks on Rockadelic are just dull, bland, and generic. 
just so painfully generic. I can't even get anything from these lyrics because nobody bothered to keep track of them and understandably so. I never thought we'd reach a point where I'd be missing the psychosis that was the Funkadelic side. <laughs> I mean, it was trash noise through and through, but there was at least something happening to stimulate some sort of reaction. Your brain would start to glaze over, and then there would come a part of the song where, for, where Corey Feldman would be jumping around, going "Look at and you'd be snapped, <laughs> yeah, back, and you'd be snapped back, and you'd be snapped back to your torpor. Once again, this is not rock. Yeah, this feels like a fucking like Vertical Horizon ballad. Or, She's uh, everything you want. <laughs> All I want is a couch to sleep on. And that couch means nothing to you, so let me sleep on it. You, you get what I'm you get what I'm saying though, right? Like yeah. just the majority of this album, all I've done is just go, This is bad, let's move on. Right, and this is just so fucking vanilla that uh although one thing I will say that this is what Corey thinks rocks. See, yeah. Honestly, we've been making fun of this for so long. I'm starting to feel sorry for him. I oh, feel yeah. Let's make no mistake. The the dude is is fucking pathetic. No, no, it's not even that. It's I feel bad about making fun of him because you can't make fun of someone who hates themselves. Maybe that was the whole point. Maybe that's the only reason he put this album out. Like he was having a hard time, and he was just like, "I'll put this out, and then everyone's gonna be my friend." Laughing the whole Corey laughs with you. I'm gonna have so many friends that I'll have to get a friend bank or something. Hey guys, I, 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 I'm affable. You know, you can make fun of me. I have so make fun of the fact that I have so many friends, and then I'm so cool. Martha Plimpton won't return my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm making a joke about how I'm bad at rapping, but you're in on the joke, right? Yes, uh, this is definitely an enjoyable, enjoyable experience for us. Thank you, Corey. Are you okay? Album. Are you okay, Corey? Oof. Anyway, this song is bad, so let's move on. <laughs> yeah, give us those those sweet YouTube quotes yep. so we could move the fuck on. This one is from, and this is a weird name, Cummin Roy Tover eighty. <laughs> who remarks? I'm guessing the guy's name is Roy. He remarks, "God, I wonder what it was like to live in rich white people '90s heaven." <laughs> First off, Corey Feldman was rich white people's '80s. He was poor in 1990s rich white people. <laughs> So I know I'm going to regret this, but I really, really, really just wish this half of the album would curveball somehow. Just just give me something to elicit a yeah, reaction seriously. to. Just give me something. Yeah, are we going to get it or what? I don't know. Anyway, here's track number seven titled We Wanted Change. Back when we were all together and we knew we were here to stay. We were together. We What the ever-loving fuck is he doing? Why? The return of why? Bruno. Why, 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 why? So much why. Why? Is, what is going on? Why is, this a soft, why is there a soft shoe jazz number? Why is it produced lo-fi all of a sudden? Why is Feldman's delivery any of that? Hey, Lee. Lee? Remember when you offered me the chance to do the return of Bruno? Oh, my God. Can we do that instead? Because this was like the return of Bruno. Oh. Uh, it's like it's like when I'm 64, except stupid. Not even that. It, 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 I was waiting Implying for him to that. do boop, boop, be doop. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Louis Armstrong if he was stupid. 
It's like Tony Bennett if he was stupid. It's, it's like, like Harry Connick Jr. if he was that's stupid. That's literally everything on this album is... It's like swing music, but stupid. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good uh, apt review right there. Here's where I part ways with the collective thinking of YouTube. Up to this point, people have been smartly giving Corey Feldman songs a correctly wide ratio of likes to dislikes, leaning very heavily on the dislike side of things. Uh, the song Forbidden Attraction, for example, has 27 likes to 169 dislikes, for example. Here, the ratio is much closer, with 316 dislikes to 206 likes. To which I replied, no, no, stop this. I know you're the internet and you got to troll everything at all times and be like, this is one of the dumbest things committed to digital audio. Therefore, it's a stroke of genius because it's so bad it's good or some shit like that. You're wrong. You're wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. No, this is is objectively bad. Can we we just state that? Jukebox zeros. I defy you, YouTube users. You are wrong. Yeah, they are all wrong. This is bad. This deserves all the dislikes. Guys, this is my favorite track. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's every song. (sighs) It's bad. But despite what I just said about YouTube, I'm still going to defer to it for a comment quote from uh, one Benjamin Decimo who makes the comparison, this is like you got a friend in me meets cancer. (laughs) Ah, good old Benny Deso. You got a friend in Corey. You got a friend in Corey. Please, I really, that that quote was funny, but at the same time, it's leave it, it, cancer it's, out of this. <laughs> what? You think this album is making cancer look bad by <laughs> yes. comparison? I would say so. Yeah, come on. Like, that's slander. That's legit slander. You know, People cancer, has made some mis- cancer has made some mistakes, has made, you know, a few errors here and there. It's also an astrological sign, though, which is more than can be said for Feldman. Yeah, it's fucking crab. <laughs> I'm a cancer. I like crab juice. Corey has crabs. It goes great with kalkalash. <laughs> oh, I love kalkalash. Uh, we only have Mountain Dew and crab juice. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get it on a stick, though. None of that bullshit for squares. Yeah, don't put it in a bowl. Or a square bowl. What are you, a pleb? <laughs> Guys, I think my brain has melted. Now, I don't know what to say anymore. They've they've all melted, Scott. All of our brains have melted. Yeah, just just embrace. Ugh. Embrace the new the new mind. Ugh, how Are you guys the, mad at me? Did I do something how, wrong to deserve how, this? How can there possibly be more tracks? We're on track number eight, titled "Take a Stand." The world is dark. Does it perhaps sound like Corey Feldman is just kind of going down a checklist of song cliches at this point? Yeah, because like, uh, everyone's favorite song cliche is do a Black Crows song. <laughs> I was thinking more like, let's have a patriotic song. We already had a white people reggae song, a half-assed industrial song, a really poorly conceived ballad, and whatever fucking abortive bebop flatulence we wanted change was. <laughs> yeah, um, this is hot garbage once once a more. What's with the news clips? <laughs> it's funny you mention that because... This song was originally part of the soundtrack to an indie comedy called We Will Rock You, Operation Belvish Bash. The only directing role of actor Alice Livzov... 
<laughs> no, what that guy. I, I, what I is already, happening? I already <laughs> fucked that. I already fucked that off. What Alice, is happening right Alex now? Alex Lewovsky, I want to say. We've all lost our goddamn who's, minds. Uh, <laughs> whose who's best known acting role was a helicopter pilot in Charlie Wilson's War? Oh yeah. Oh, that guy. Yep. We Will Rock You was a political satire of sorts about a Western rock star who gets implanted into Afghanistan to entertain troops, but with the ulterior assignment of assassinating Osama bin Laden. In addition to Feldman and Lavovsky himself, the film also features Mark Metcalf, Frank Stallone, Daniel Baldwin, Larry Thomas, and the Iron Sheik. Aw, oh, man. So everyone's brother and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> they, they couldn't get Tony Travolta? <laughs> they couldn't get Captain Lou. But they did get the Iron Sheik, which I, I do love. I do love the Sheik. He's, yeah, he's they couldn't amazing get, on they Twitter. They couldn't get Hulk Hogan. <laughs> hey, Corey, brother. Hey, remember Gremlins 2? Hey, um, what's that song you did? Uh, Goonies are Goonies for Goonies. Wait, wait, wait. I totally, That's the one. That's how it goes. I totally forgot. Goonies are good enough. Who's in that music video? Cindy Lauper. Captain Lou. Captain oh my Lou. god, he is. Wow, Captain Lou and Cindy had We've had made a little... the connection between Corey Feldman and Captain Lou. Because Corey Feldman is also in that music video. Yeah. Well, Captain Lou and Cindy Lauper were friends because yeah, she wrote uh, she wrote the fucking uh, history of music song. And he was I'll in, be your guiding light. He was in the uh, music video to uh, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun too, he was, as her dad. He's oh in, my god, you're right. He was in three of her music videos. And when Corey Feldman went to sleep, asked to sleep on his couch, uh, his response was, You're not going to sleep on my couch tonight, <laughs> Captain Lou, Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> Listen, Corey, talk to your moms, talk to your dads, talk to your priests, your rabbis. Don't do drugs. If you do drugs, you, you go, go to, to hell, hell before, before you die. die. <laughs> please. <laughs> he gets that last please in there, too. Just out of curiosity, I watched the trailer after getting through Take a Stand, and, well, it does not look like a good film by any definition. No shit! Like, did you watch the trailer at all? No! <laughs> Let me guess, is the Iron, she Iron Sheik, who is uh, actually from uh, Iran, I think, uh, I I'm going to hazard a guess that he's playing in Afghanistan. Oh, what do you uh, think? Citizen. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Fair. I mean, <laughs> like, Fair indeed. I mean, imagine like a good war satire. Like, imagine like Wag the Dog or MASH or even Team America World Police. Like, take one of those and like have it directed by Seltzer and Friedman. That's the level of humor. That's the level of humor that we're dealing with. At good least, God. at least from the trailer. Ugh. For anyone confused, Seltzer and Friedman are the abortive pair of directors behind, like, Epic Movie and Meet the Spartans and... Oh, God, no. All those shitty, shitty, shitty Wait, parody oh. movies. they produced the... No, they directed them. Uh, no, I mean, the the bad... No, no, they no, do, they, like, not another no, 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 team movie and they didn't, shit. No, they no didn't not another team movie was actually by uh, Joel Gallen, who, who, he's actually a decent director. They didn't produce them. What I'm saying is, from the trailer alone, that's the level of, that's the level of humor it looks like. And Corey Feldman's the lead in it? He is, like, a supporting role, and... He wasn't even good enough to be the lead? Nope. The lead was the fucking director, hey, Alex they Lebowski. took a song of his, too, okay? Like, that's... That's pretty good. Yeah, a Alex. That's a pretty good deal. Alex Lavovsky didn't make a song. The Iron Sheik didn't write a song. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine if he did. <laughs> I would love a fucking album by the Iron Sheik. Oh my god! 
You ever seen the, the, the there's a video or, or I don't even know why he is with Kermit the Frog, but Wait, what? <laughs> but you, have, what? Good... you have my full undivided attention. <laughs> Go on. Gormer the Frog. Gormer <laughs> the Frog. <laughs> I am already a fan of this. Dude, Iron Sheik is he's he is the light of my life. I love him so much. If he actually made an album, I would I would review it on Old Men Yell at Cloud, not this show. <laughs> That's for good albums. Exactly. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, the movie uh, We Will Rock You Operation Belvis Bash is really only notable because its premiere coincided with the actual assassination of Osama bin Laden by U.S. troops uh, during the Obama administration. Jessica Chastain was also there. <laughs> Feldman was actually interviewed by Movie Line not long after its premiere, where he was quoted as saying, The timing is simply unbelievable. Whether life imitates art or art imitates life. Fuck you, Corey. Yeah, you so he's taking credit for, t- for, for fucking murdering the leader of Al-Qaeda, Ugh. basically. I did it all by myself. I get to stay on all the couches now. America's couch is mine. You may thank me by White sending House. me a couch. So there I was at the soup kitchen. Of course, getting soup, not giving it out. Why would I do that after all? I paid my dues. Hey, we're a hard day working for scale. I gotta get some soup. I had the day off from my midday shift at Arby's. I just want to point out that he was in a movie with Academy Award winner Jason Robarms. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> As for Take a Stand, it's... Just generic, more generic pop rock with Corey's aggravating rasp layered over it. Just just a little more jingoistic than the other ones. Not good. No, it is not good. uh, Just read that fucking quote. We need to move on. (laughs) (laughs) This one comes from PSP Man 3000. Oh. Who provides the comment, it's like if an anus made music. It truly is. (laughs) Yeah, you said that already, did you not? (laughs) I did. I did. Glad we're all on the same page. He's a sphincter. Oh, PSP Man 3000, you truly are like, you're you're the fucking zeitgeist, man. It's like an anus prolapsed onto (laughs) a fucking, like, piece of aluminum foil, and you just take that and smear that. Together. We go together like Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. <clears throat> it's funny you mention that. Yeah, Corey that's Haim, why I did that. <laughs> because we're on to track number nine, titled... Oh, I know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we referred to this earlier. It's titled Remember 222, Corey's Song. Oh, I needed that. That sucks. Was this the theme song to their shitty uh, TV show that they had? I don't know. So what we basically have here is a tribute of sorts to Feldman's deceased friend, fellow 80s heartthrob and frequent co-star Corey Haim. But they were on bad terms when he died. They hated each other. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. He's a a poser. (laughs) Well, I mean... Not according to Feldman, apparently. I mean, maybe that just made him feel all the more guilty, you know? Maybe. And 
Boy, does this song make me cringe. It sucks. I mean, this was a bit more of that uh, funkadelic vibe happening on this song. He was off the rhythm once more with the vocals. Yeah, even if you ignore those typical hang-ups of Feldman's awful, awful singing, questionable music talent, and generally amateurish song craft and lyric writing, this reeks very heavily of someone just refusing to let go of a piece of their misspent youth. Like they're like like we said before, like they're in arrested development, just unable to grow past their peak glory days when they were younger and more spry. Seriously. But this we, is my tribute to Corey. But it wasn't. That's that's the thing. We can't get angry about it though, because it's heartfelt and about a guy who he loved dearly and died and stuff. It's about Corey Hart. <laughs> I forgot about him. He he wore sunglasses. Sunglasses at night. Yeah. Here's some words that rhyme with Corey. And oh, that's story. what that's based on. Yeah. The the Corey hotline is actually based on Corey Feldman and Corey Hammond. Oh, it has to be, yeah. Allegory. Montessori. <laughs> Montessori. Let's see what's in the paper today. Hmm. I really feel like Ron Howard should be narrating his life, like, like Arrested Development style. Like, so my next album's going to be a huge hit. And don't get me wrong, it's it's inarguably sad how Corey Haim died, unable to kick his drug dependency and with a net worth of about $5,000. Oh my god. A huge far cry from his glory days, but this is just about the most inept way to pay tribute that you can imagine. Uh, It's even it's even got like clips from their films and stuff. This is this is sad and not in like a touching sad. I I know on the reality show he um he like scolded Corey in an intervention. Corey Haim uh, got scolded by Corey Feldman and he's like, I could get clean. Why can't you? And he's like, I have a problem, but I have to deal with it. And then he ran away and never got help. And that was just the end of the series? Yep, pretty much. Oh, boy. That's incredibly depressing. Yeah, seriously. This song, however, is not depressing. It's, I mean, it's depressing how bad it is, is what I mean. I I hate to say it, Pat, but this song feels like more sad, drunk uncle karaoke. Or maybe to push it even further, it's sad, drunk uncle overcome with emotion, but nowhere near capable of making it through Danny Boy at his friend's funeral. (laughs) Or, or, song, or The Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics. This song <laughs> is dedicated to my pal, Ben. I used to work with him at the plant. Hey, Benny boy, I got a song. This was your, fa- this was your favorite, Ben. I miss you so much, Ben. This, <laughs> this song was for you, Ben. We used to love it. Sister Christian, now your time is come. <laughs> Bear, you're the only one. <laughs> Don't touch me. Don't touch me, Trick. I'll get to you in a second. Hey, okay. That was great, Uncle Jim. Hey, that was fantastic, baby. We got to get to the next one. You're uh, all mongrels. Yes, we are all mongrels here tonight, aren't we? So uh, let's get on to that next song. Guys, I am numb right now. I don't feel anything anymore. Uh, nor should you. Uh. I am dead. <laughs> How many songs do we have left? Uh, not too many, fortunately. All right, good. There's, there's not a <laughs> third album, is there? Fuck you guys. Yeah. You said that last time, and we had a whole other album left. Uh. 
I I hope it's not. I hope it's only a few left this time. It's a I whole box set. <laughs> this and the complete who boss would, skags. Who would put that out? Who would put out a box set of Corey Feldman music? Corey He's Feldman. got a vault like fucking Prince of songs. <laughs> <laughs> Just ready to be released. Yeah, like literally 10,000 of them. Oh, I very much doubt that Corey Place is the same as Paisley Place. <laughs> that, I think it's a bit more like Billy Idol's uh, that, cyberpunk place. <laughs> that sounds like a bigger threat to our world than climate change. <laughs> oh my god, yes. The, the, the level of stink just emanating from that vault. <laughs> this mausoleum of, oh of Corey Feldman let's, media. Let's get to our YouTube comment on this one. Yes, YouTube comment for Remember 222. This one courtesy of The Sleeping Giant who says, He sings like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is patently untrue. I don't think Dave Mustaine was even on this album. <laughs> yeah, neither Mustaine or Corgan. They, they wouldn't. Hello, Corey. It's me again. <laughs> yeah, Dave that, that all you, that all you got, Dave? Yep, that's all I do. Can I sleep on your couch? I live in a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Can I sleep on a pile of dirt? I wish you would. Dave Mustaine doesn't have a couch. He he has a, like a he has a series of chairs that he lines <laughs> up. He has a pile of laptops perpetually tuned to Infowars. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, him and Billy Corgan. <laughs> Price guys. <laughs> <laughs> track Jesus. number t- track number ten, which is inappropriately named because this album has showed us none of this. Track number ten, titled "Mercy." You lying son of a bitch. I don't like feeling this way. I fall down on my knees and pray. God, won't you help me find the strength? Lord, have mercy, mercy on my soul. It just keeps getting worse. Somehow. After after so many tracks of partying and telling his critics uh, that I'm sure are out there paying attention to him to shove it, we finally get to hear Corey Feldman get insular, including a very creepy opening line about how he mentions that he was thinking about his niece. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. What was that about? What the fuck was that? Once again, the nicest thing I can say about a song like this is that it's unremarkable at worst, and it has a weird gospel-y part where it gets faster and repeats the same riff into Uh, oblivion. Ah, Corey Feldman. Unremarkable. Again, he's coming in with that... I'm rapping because of Corey Feldman. Can't stop addicted to the Corey. <laughs> oh, we're not going to do that again. I'd be sadder that there's so little to say about it, but I don't give a shit at this point. We've almost reached the end, and there's very nearly light at the end of this tunnel. Mm. <laughs> That's all I have so, to say. <laughs> one more YouTube comment for this one from Stormlit Aqua, who declares, Fitting title. Anyone who sat through this album is no doubt begging for mercy by now. I sure am. Fuck you, Stormlet Aqua. Well, the real question is, if they're not doing a podcast where they have to listen to the entire album, why didn't they just stop after track one on the first album? That's the thing, because a lot of the YouTube comments were just like, I made it to this track, I'm not going any further, or I can't believe I made it this far. Well, like like it's a fucking Spartan race. Well, like, I was I was commenting on the, on the last episode that... Uh, you know, who took this seriously? Imagine someone who actually, you know, contributed to the Indiegogo, 
received this album in earnest and was like, you know, they heard they went through the whole experience of that first album and then like got that well, you know special yeah, so, message someone, from Corey who just to went, put to the next disc and like, oh, so they it's were time all to go to the next it disc. Was, it was all moms who <laughs> who remember Corey Feldman coming to their mall in the eighties and signing posters of the Goonies. I just know you just know though there was just one weird weird person out there in like fucking Oscoda, Michigan or something like oh, that. Yeah. Going like, oh, I love Corey Feldman. He was the defining part of my childhood. The Burbs is my Bible. I'm going to distribute to this Kickstarter. Well, I'm like reminded of this time that uh, I drove out. uh, Gina and I drove to uh, Nashville from North Carolina. Uh, So that was like, you know, just going through the... uh, what's it called? The Blue Ridge Mountains and just like that whole area. And we we stopped at this one... uh, gas station convenience store on the way and i just saw this couple that this uh lady like getting the attention of her daughter to be like oh look at these reese's pieces with m&ms in them and was like super stoked about this hang on reese's pieces with m&ms in them were they peanut butter cups with reese's pieces (laughs) so that was actually what it was but that's the phrase that i heard it's it's sad that i knew that (laughs) you know but so they were reese's peanut butter cups with uh with Reese's Pieces inside. Okay, them. that makes more sense. Uh, but anyway, so they they were very you know the woman uh, she was very excited about that and uh, where was I going with this? Someone that'd be excited for that might be excited for this. Yeah, exactly. So it, was, it was like that same sort of naive excitement that I I just picture of someone picking up this album and you know what if they like had never listened to music before this somehow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the only music I know is Corey Feldman. Who is this? The Beatles? <laughs> Led Zeppelin? What is this? Beatles? That Fleetwood doesn't seem like... Mac? Rumors? What is this? Attila? Oh, <laughs> so this is an album for you. <laughs> you like shit. Do you like the sound of organs farting? <laughs> we got something for you. Hey, do you want to hear Hulk Hogan sing? <laughs> what is this? My Chemical Romances? Have Welcome you want- to the Black Parade? <laughs> Have you ever wanted to hear a song that uses the term Hulkamaniac more than once? Ugh. Yes, please. Finally, Much more so than, than this bullshit. Are we, are we actually at the end now? I think we're legitimately at I can't the last take, track. I can't take anymore. I, really I know I, I. I know that I was off track before, but I think we're finally reaching the end. This is like the final crank into our skull. Track number 11. All right. Track, <laughs> track 11. Last track. Better make it a good one, right? Make it something interesting that'll make stick it with us. Lickety splickety. <laughs> yes, make it lickety splickety. Snappity. Something pappity. that'll stick with us and maybe, just maybe, salvage this towards competency with just a touch. All right, so what do we got? Till your mind is so bent you can follow their rules. A working class hero is. Something to be a working glass. Fuck you, Corey Feldman. What? Well, he didn't. Did he write this one? No. No, this is a John Lennon <laughs> song. <laughs> should should I should I really be especially surprised? The way everything else in this album has worked out. Of, of course, Corey Feldman ends his train wreck on a John Lennon cover. Of course, he does. Of course, he twists the lyrics around to make it about him and his life, despite He's a having a child star. Despite He's not a, a working class son hero. Of a- 
bitch. He's never even worn a blue collared shirt, much less worn, worked a blue collar job. I He's can assure you of that. He's a child actor. Of course he does. Of course he makes it about himself instead of a commentary on social classes. And of course it's a fundamentally embarrassing listen that seems just to go out of its way to just to just like just rub its metaphorical nuts all over the plastic oh, ono bag. Tell me about it. He's really trying to tell you something, but man, I. I don't want it from you, dude. Do you know how tough I have it? I can't find any couches anywhere. I keep asking everybody and they keep telling me they they keep telling me their couches are busy that they have to wash their hair. I mean I didn't when, think when, they, really? when my lawyers told my accountants told me that I should save all my money that I got from the Lost Boys and I spent it all at Taco Bell and weed, you know That's a lot of Taco Bell and weed. It sure is. I needed it all. Did he buy a Taco Bell? <laughs> Just keep it coming. <laughs> Just keep those fucking tacos coming. Hey, can I get it. one of those Taco Bell KFC hybrids? <laughs> can you throw a Pizza Hut Express in there, too? I never have to worry about a meal again. I just have my own. Long John Silver's is a partier thing, too, right? Can you just, like, stuff a bunch of fried shrimps into it as well? And let's get some of them personal band pizzas from Pizza Hut, too. Hey, Do you guys still have the salad bar? <laughs> no? Oh, that's cool. That that place sucked anyway. Hey, there's an A&W root beer as part of the stream. <laughs> oh, man. Taking it on back. Also, wrap the whole thing in a Whopper. I know that's not part of your whole corporate thing, but, like, if I give you some extra dollars, will you just run across the street and get a Whopper? Joe Dante won't return my phone calls anymore. I was just over at the Burger King across the street. No one who works there has a couch. I hate, I hate this. I, I hate that someone who I love, John Lennon, sure, he wasn't the best guy, but he was a working class hero. He, he, when he was younger, not when he became famous. Right. But. And he also wrote fucking good music. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take something good. And make it terrible? He didn't write a song called Duh. He certainly did not. No, he was actually a very accomplished songwriter, you know, shortcomings aside. Like, you know, we we can all say that he's written some, you know, culturally relevant pieces of music. Not fucking Corey Feldman. He's in the Library of Congress. How how could Yoko Ono let this happen? Just saying. Yeah, because he had to call call them up at some point, right? He had to call Yoko Ono, like, pretty much... To her face, he had to call Yoko and say, hey, can I use this song? And can I stay on your couch? And she was like, <laughs> I have yeah. to imagine it went more like, hey, can I use this song or sleep on your couch? What? You can't sleep on my couch. That means I can use this song. What? But no backsies, click. <laughs> well, we got to give him the I know, song now. I know that I motioned like a rotary phone, but he, he still has a rotary phone. You just oh, know sure. it. <laughs> Guys, I know we were listening to music, but this is making my eyes hurt. <laughs> this this whole album makes Tommy Wise this whole album makes Tommy Wiseau look like an auteur. Yeah, it ma- makes Neil Breen look like fucking Stanley Neil Kubrick. Breen. The, the <laughs> oh fact God. that Tommy Wiseau is like Orson Welles in comparison of Corey Feldman. Oh, oh my God! The only the only thing I have left to contribute to this critique is this: on the day of the recording of this episode, as of exactly yesterday. The Wikipedia article on this album was defaced with a description that reads as following. 
Angelic to the Core is the fifth failed attempt at Corey promoting musical blasphemy to the non-existent audience. He cites SpongeBob and Santa as his main influences. He likes Soda and his, and his Nintendo Wii. American coffee chugger slash singer Corey Feldman. Beautiful. From C to Corey C. So finally, 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 we've reached the end. So what better way to close it out than with one last YouTube comment? This one from user Mark T. Well, on the bright side, John Lennon's estate probably made a whole three bucks from Feldfam royalties. Hope you're happy. Please clap. (laughs) Normally, this would be the part where we get to our final thoughts, but really... Is there any to be had? I mean, it's ironic that a recurring theme running throughout this record is Corey calling out and taking vengeance upon all the terrible naysayers, doubters, and haters who told him that he had no talent when it came to music. Because he doesn't. (laughs) If this record is any indication, then it's pretty clear that all those same people weren't just haters, but were probably just looking out for him to make sure he didn't humiliate himself with a grand display of ineptitude. But he did. Yep. Fucking too late for that. Seriously. With Angelic to the Core, Corey Feldman has joined an elite-ish group of artists. A specific classification of incompetent artists wholly convinced of their own skill and genius and steadfastly refusing to recognize their own faults. He's fucking Florence Foster Jenkins, Uva Boll, M. Night Shyamalan, Shuby Taylor, and so many others. Do I think this is the worst album of all time? I'm not even sure if this qualifies as music so much as the deranged and desperate ramblings of someone feverishly clinging to the last vestiges of stardom and relevance, and just refusing to quietly fade into the most loudest and most garish night possible. It's not so much an album as it is a case study in existential horror. Ah, fuck it, we already wasted 95 minutes. Worst of all time! Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna... Let's go around the horn here. I am 100% behind you on this. This is... So, a little while back, I, I've been kind of thinking about, or, you know, taking our show and, and the experience that we've had so far, the, the episodes that we've gone through, the albums that we've sort of digested into consideration, you know, I've been kind of inspired to start to uh, think about, like, what would the worst album of all time actually what sound like? What makes an album bad? What makes an album bad? Like, what... Like, how can you take all of these factors and, and you know, truly capture the worst album of all time? And, it, you know, I sort of thought, like, okay, well, it, it has to have a certain lack of self-awareness and and also absurdity and, and just, sheer, you know, sheer delusion with it. And, you know, the genres of music don't quite match up with the time that it came out. And, uh, you know, just... Rap rock is, you know, just a generally divide, you know, reviled genre, uh, and you know, new metal and bad adult rock, contemporary and dubstep, EDM. EDM, like really lame, you know, that just that that sort of generic, basic EDM sort of chain smokers garbage, and and you know, taking it all and and also, you know, on top of that, just the hubris of having you know having it on a double record or you know multi multi album format i've i've listened to this album before uh the first one the first half but never didn't make it all the way through this is the first time i've actually listened to the thing all the way through 
and I I can confidently say yes, this has already is, been achieved. It is a thing. This is a thing, and I really say if this is truly an album to be considered amongst all recorded medium, dear God, this is the worst. This is this is worse than Cyberpunk. This is worse than Results May Vary, although like they're very close to, to both of those. See, the, the one thing those two albums have that Angelic to the Core doesn't have, allmusic.com would not go near this album. Yeah, they still haven't reviewed this. Our go-to, our go-to site for music reviews would not touch this. Yeah, their 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 website is right there. It's called All Music. This is not in f- music. In fact, from what I understand, no critical outlets would touch it. The only the only like major outlet that would touch it was a web video show called The Needle Drop, and they pretty much named it the absolute worst album of 2016. Yeah. What what else can you say? Th- this was fucking awful. I would never go back. What else can I say? I'm speechless. I'm appalled at how awful this is. <laughs> Scott? Thank you for having me on the podcast for the worst fucking album. <laughs> Don't you feel special? This is like a gold star moment. Yeah. This is, you but know, the this gold should've... star is for a star who fell so hard. This is uh, This would get its own subsection in our Wikipedia article. I just feel like this is... An album where a guy was told by multiple people, don't do it. And then a bunch of idiots who aren't famous anymore, Fred Durst, were like, oh, no, man, you got to do it. And he's like, I sure do. Kaya Jones. Like, yeah. I mean, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already established he wasn't on it. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, I just. You just know he would have, though. Everything about this. When. When I usually have to listen to an album for you guys, or like I listen to the albums that you're going to do, I can get through it, no problem. This was the hardest thing I ever had to do. (laughs) And I had to bury my dog before my graduation party. (laughs) And this was worse. Man. I, I, it really makes something. you think. I think what we're all saying here is Corey Feldman, give us our money back. None of us paid for this, but give us money. Yeah, pay us in, in the time, the 90 minutes that I wasted listening to your inane ramblings and just. Take us to your favorite soup kitchen where you get <laughs> dinner from. I like chunky. <laughs> if you must know. If there is such a thing, do any of you guys have a favorite track on this second half of uh, Angelic to the Core? When it ended. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the, close, the closest that came for me was negativity, just because it was kind of stupid, but oh, in a Lee, slightly Oh, see, it ain't so. <laughs> I didn't like any of it. I, mean, I didn't like one I, second. Do you have a least favorite track? Or are we all just going to agree the worst one was We Want to Change? That one was pretty awful. <laughs> it was, but it's tied for Working Class Hero because it took a song right, that true. I loved mm. by I a man also... who... It, David Bowie did a cover of that with, with Tin Machine, like, and they destroyed it. I might. I would also say, for me at least, uh, uh, 222 Corey's song... Remembering 222 Corey's song came very close to being my worst for how incredibly uncomfortable it was to listen to. He's so offensive. Yeah. Yeah, there was just a lot of that uh, sentiment happening with me all over both discs. 
Oh boy, oh boy. And and I know that we would be like getting to him if like we get response from him that just says, "No, you're offensive. You're a hater. You're bad people." Spelled with an H. Hey, you're a liar. Uh, Corey, We're the truth. Corey, you're the, the liar. Movement. Corey, Corey, Corey. Go get them, angels. Corey, where'd they go? Corey, you can't afford your angels anymore. They were here a second ago. Nope, you're being repossessed. Everything is being repossessed, including hey. your wife. Hey, get off my couch. Hey, Angel, get off that couch. Am I going to have to go back to the homeless shelter again? Yeah, you and uh, Will Smith from The Pursuit of Happiness. Sweet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sweet. Free soup. Everything's coming up, Feldman. And scene. And thank God uh, we ended. We made it. We made it. Are, are, are we still sane, guys? Are we nope. sane? Nope. nope. My oh. head literally hurts. Oh. And I'm not even, like, joking. Hearing this again, my head hurts. Well, we tried. That's the important part, right? Yes. It, it doesn't help. Nope. Uh, Scott, thank you for being Scott. on the podcast for, <laughs> for, the, for what's probably the final time because well, you hate us now. No, no. I will always be on when you need me. I'm like Mary Poppins. <laughs> when you need me. We'll try to pick a less worse album next time. Yes. Well, I we've, kind I of. I feel like we put you through the ringer enough with what we've given I ha- you. I have a question for you. Now, I know Romeo and Juliet was terrible, but was it as bad as this? Absolutely not. No, I actually enjoyed the experience of roasting Romeo and Juliet. If Same. I had, like I said, I said this on the episode we recorded. If I had to listen to it alone, it would not have worked. I would not have been able to get through it. Right. It's two hours long, which I think was a little bit long for that film. Uh, Ninety minutes for this album is not a little bit long for this album. It is <laughs> gratuitously well too long. Well, I am willing to put myself in front of the train again. If you guys want to do it. I know eventually you're going to get to Glitter. Uh, <laughs> if you want to do it, the movie on the bagel basket. Oh, my goodness. I totally will do it. It's also we'll, an album, though. We'll definitely have you back for something, if yeah. not Glitter. Yeah, because the guy who was in uh, Romeo and Juliet, Von D. Curtis Hall, directed Glitter. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Mm. Uh, uh, you got any plugs you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you uh, haven't listened to uh, our podcast that we did for Romeo and Juliet for Writer's Bagel Basket, you can find Writer's Bagel Basket on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, wherever fine videos are sold. (laughs) It's Uh, a good podcast. I've been a guest on it. Pat will almost certainly be a guest on it solo at some point. Yep. Absolutely. Anytime you guys want to come back on, you're more than welcome. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, I never want to watch another Corey Feldman movie ever again. <laughs> yeah, this I'm done. One and done, baby. You got anything you want to plug, Pat? This is probably going to come out like late December, early, like late November, early December, something like that. Yeah, some, something about something like that. This is our first uh, two-part episode, which is pretty incredible. Mm. Uh, I'm sweepy now. <laughs> yeah, this it's it's dark out now we we started this at noon and it's it's five o'clock here in new england which means it's like dark sleepy times uh anyway uh i'll plug my other podcast old men yell at cloud uh you can find us on podbean and itunes uh you know same spot you can find jukebox zeros we do that with uh my good pals christopher brown and jim schultz 
recently of the uh, Sports Roundup episode. That's right. Yeah, you can go back and listen to that episode. That was a lot of fun to do. Maybe maybe Jim will start talking about that creepy Bert and Ernie rom hack again. Yeah, he'll probably start talking about that. Probably start yelling about Joey Jordison again. You know, <laughs> who knows? Something about Jim Beans. Oh yeah, definitely have some Jim Beans thrown in the mix. Uh, yeah, that's really about it. How about um, you, Lee? I guess by that point, uh, the next Sawtooth EP, Nazi Scalps, will be out by then. Definitely check that out. It's got some amazing rem- – it's going to have some great remixes on it from uh, Morris Black, Ground to Dust, and some other people. And, uh, hey, if you're in uh, if you're in the area of uh, Uncharted Gallery and Lowell, go check them out. They could uh, – they could use it. They could always use the fucking people to go check out their stuff. They put on great shows. They host surprise party a lot, and yeah, go give them your business. Sweet. And we got a. Uh, I don't. Uh, are we ready to talk about the uh, the tribute album we have coming out? Oh yeah, that's true. By the end of December, uh, like uh, Pat's project Smell and uh, my project Sawtooth and a couple other. Projects who actually have also been on the podcast, uh, people from Big Time Kill and uh, Chris Brown, stuff like that. We're putting out a tribute album to uh, With Sympathy by Ministry. Yeah, former episode, episode four. Pretty much just despite Al Jorgensen, who still hates the album. And yeah, go check that out late December. That'll be fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. And I guess that about does it. Um our theme song is Sunny Day by the band Froggy and the Friendship. You can check them out at froggyandthefriendship.bandcamp.com. Uh, if you have an album you want to suggest for us to review or just want to leave us some feedback or comment, email us at jukeboxzeroespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jukeboxzeroespodcast or on Twitter at twitter.com slash jukeboxzeroes. You can find us, rate us, review us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And our archive main page is jukeboxzeros.podbean.com. That about does it for real for this episode of Jukebox. Yeah. Okay, there's no disc three, oh, right? Oh, thank God. There's no, there's no disc three. I'm not sure what else he could possibly, you know, rub his nuts on at this point. Yeah, he's he did like dry. a fucking Latin album or something. Yeah. He's got that country album coming out, too. I got a black magic woman. The stars at night are deep and bright, deep in the heart of Corey. Anyway, that about does it for Jukebox Zeros. I'm Lee. I'm Patrick. And remember, I don't do the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 